Asia Pacific Currents. News and labor issues from the Asia Pacific region. We strongly condemn the, the police that arrest、uh, the protesters. Saturday mornings at nine o'clock on Community Radio 3CR. Workers of the world should unite to fight this greedy capitalist. Brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Link. Good morning, good morning, dear listeners. That's right. This is、um, Asia Pacific Currents, brought to you every week by Australia Asia、uh, Worker Links. My name is Pierre Mora. I was just trying to work out what day it is. It's actually the twenty eighth of October, so October is almost、um, over. I'll be bringing you、uh, all by myself、uh, this week.、Um, Giselle's having a bit of a break. I'll have a bit of a break、uh, next week. So.、Um, You'll be able to hear her dulcet tones next week, but you've got my dulcet tones this week. And if you want to get in contact with Australia Asia Worker Links, you can、uh, get to us via our website www.awl.org.au or on Facebook, on Twitter. Just、um, type in Australia Asia Worker Links. And thank you very much for Solary Breakfast for another very interesting. Program to open up the Saturday morning shows here on 3CR Radio, and the nice、uh, music that you were hearing that Annie left between the shows was "The Other Side" by the Orb Weavers. And on today's um, program, um, we'll obviously have the usual roundup of、uh, labour news. I've got. Six、uh, news items plus an announcement, and in the second half of the program, I was、uh, lucky enough to、uh, catch up with Mahmoud、uh, Karaman, who is a spokesperson from the Kurdish Democratic Community Centre of Victoria, to get a bit of an update about the latest developments both in Syria and in Iraq around the, the Kurdish uh, areas. Um, and in Syria, obviously, that was a、um, advance in taking over Raqqa, but Uh, in northern Iraq, there was the、uh, disaster of the referendum and well, the fallout of the referendum. But anyway, we'll have more of those in the second half of the program. Come to me, lover, I've secrets to tell. Hi, we're Dash, and you're listening to 3CR Community Radio. Unfortunately, we really have to open、um, our labour update from the region with a, another terrible、um, story. A few days ago, on Thursday, the twenty-sixth of October, an explosion ripped apart a firework factory in、uh, Kosambi, Tangerang, in、um, Banten, East Java, Indonesia. The explosion and the subsequent fire has killed at least forty-seven workers and injured many more workers,、uh, and there are still some missing. The explosion was thought to have been triggered by a faulty electrical connection. Firework factories are notoriously dangerous workplaces, with、uh, tragic workplaces disasters common around the world. And、uh, over the years, we brought you、um, some other explosion in China and India. Now, of course,、uh, as、uh, all our listeners would know, only independent and democratically run unions can guarantee the safety and health of workers at workplaces. This is what we always struggle for, no matter which country we're in. And、um, talking about、uh, safe workplaces. 
We now go to South Korea, where we've often brought you stories about Samsung and about the toxic workplaces that many of its workers um, face. But Samsung now has um, really gone one further. We, um, the, um, the global electronics giant Samsung opened a new semiconductor fabrication line in Pyeongchok, South Korea, early this year. Now, even in this short time, there have been two workers who have killed themselves as a direct result of the punishing and brutal work demands. Now, instead of addressing the cause of their overwork and stress for workers, Samsung has instead replaced closets, hangers, doorknobs, windows, garment bars and other amenities in their dormitories so as to prevent workers from using these as hanging points for suicides. Isn't Samsung really nice? Now, of course, Samsung Corporation, as we've brought you um, often, has a long and dark history of vicious union busting, and this is what it is. So basically, it'll keep the brutal and punishing uh, workloads, but it will um, make sure that um, workers um, can't kill themselves because of the stress. Terrible news. In a slightly better news, we go to... um, um, southern uh, India no actually sorry not quite southern so I got my uh, news stories mixed up well it's both a bad one and a um, good one and these are two stories that we've uh, often uh, brought to you before here on um, 3CR radio um, this week a 51 year old worker named Francis died at work from the harassment and victimization he had recently received from management uh, at the pre-call uh, car component manufacturing factory and this is located in southern India in Coimbatore, Tamil Nadu. Uh, its workforce has a proud history of struggle but has also had to fight brutal repression which has now left two of the leaders in jail on serving life sentences and we've brought this um, story a number of times. Now again in an- another story that we've brought you um, often in a similar long running car dispute of the Maruti Suzuki factory in northern India um, workers uh, who are working there um, did a uh, whip around to um, for the families of the jailed thirteen lab- for the jailed thirteen workers who are still in jail. Um, it's it's a long running dispute. Um, and anyway, they raised um, around eight and a half US thousand dollars for each um, for each for the family for each of the thirteen um, imprisoned labour activists. So that's some um, fantastic uh, show of uh, practical solidarity by the Maruti Suzuki workers in northern um, India. Hey, this is Nick from Pinar. You're listening to 3CR. Please support community radio and your local music scene. Subscribe now. Give money back to the people that give music to you. We now go to um, West Asia. We've got a, um, a, a three... Um, three um, um, well, no, we actually got two. I'm getting very mixed up. We've got, uh, I um, did a bit of a list before and obviously um, too quick, but we've got two items from West Asia. One is um, Turkey, where um, this week after a marathon court hearing, a court ordered the release on bail of eight human rights activists. These activists had been arrested with a number of other people in June and July of this year following their attendance at a human rights forum. While their release is welcome, they're still facing very serious charges 
Matters, while there have been more arrests this week of journalists and human rights activists. This case highlights the climate of repression in Turkey that has imprisoned thousands and led to many more being dismissed from their jobs, continues unabated. We now go to um, nearby in Syria. Um, well, while the conflict is, uh, the level of conflict is decreasing, people are still dying. Now, while a recent uh, United Nations investigation has um, concluded that it was the Syrian government that carried out the Khan um, Sikun sarin chemical attack in April of this year, the long-running conflict is decreasing th- throughout the country. The Syrian government has been very successful in organising reconciliation agreements with many of the rebel groups within Syria. Nonetheless, major major areas of suffering are still happening, as um, witnessed by the besieged urban areas of Damascus, in the towns of uh, eastern Syria, in the desert region, or in the government prisons where revolts are spreading by the um, prisoners. Now, as our last item, we go back to East Asia. And um, is that a good news story? Is that a bad news story? Well, um, it's a bit of both, um, uh, basically, and, and you'll see why. The imprisoned president of the Korean Confederation of Trade Unions, Hang Sung Kyun, which we've often talked about, um, this heroic leader of, of our movement, was recently awarded the George Meany Lane Kirkland Human Rights Award by the North American Union Organization, the AFL-CIO. President Han has been in prison in South Korea since December 2015 for organising demonstration. This is not the first award that President Han has received while in jail. Um, and, and then at another recent event at the Dublin platform hosted by the Frontline Defenders Organisation, Ms. Tao Soon Bay, who is the Executive Director of the Organisation and Collective Action Department of the KCTU, um, gave a presentation to labour activists um, from all around the world uh, explaining her arrest, President Hans' continued attention and the ongoing offensive against workers and unions in South Korea. So it's really a, a fantastic to see the, um, the, the fight and the struggle that our sisters and brothers in Korea are continuing to do um, amid um, quite um, brutal repression. That's the end of the news roundup. We'll go for a quick um, community announcement uh, and then we'll go to our interview um, with Mahmoud uh, regarding the um, Kurdish um, developments in Syria and um, Iraq. This is Irene Bolger, former Secretary of the Nurses' Federation in Victoria. Throughout the nurses' dispute in 1986 and the waterfront dispute in 1998, 3CR was always there, broadcasting the voices of workers in struggle. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio and we're broadcasting live from the Bay to Chicken Strike here in Melbourne. We've just seen all of the thousands of nurses walk through to their meeting and people from different unions showing their solidarity. 3CR. Radio for the workers, by the workers, since 1976. Earlier this week, um, I um, caught up with Mahmoud Karaman, who is a spokesperson from the Kurdish Democratic Community Centre in Victoria, to get a bit of an update of the latest developments in both Syria and Iraq. There are 
two countries in West Asia, especially where there is ongoing war affecting the Kurdish people in Syria and Iraq, and there's been some very big developments in the last couple of weeks in both of these countries. Um, I would like to look at um, what's happening in Syria first. Um, the PYD, which is the, the biggest um, organization organizing the Kurdish forces in northern Syria, has recently liberate, liberated Raqqa. Um, can you tell us the overall situation in northern Syria at the moment? Just want to briefly say, before the civil war started, there is a considerable number of Kurdish people living in northern Syria, which we call Rojava, about two and a half million, approximately. But in Syria, they haven't been considered like even Kurds. They, ha- they, di- they didn't have any rights. And close to 200,000 of them, they didn't have even ID cards. Uh, government removed their ID card. They didn't have the right to have property or right to have education. Their situation was very uh, miserable. When 2011 c- civil war started in Syria, uh, Kurdish population in northern Syria, in Rojava, uh, which led by PYD, uh, Democratic Union Party, chosen third way, co- which is ideologically comes from Kurdish leader Mr. Uh, Öcalan, but have third option for the people of the northern uh, uh, Syria, which is to have democratic autonomy for whoever living in that region, to have their democratic autonomy, and they also start grassroots movements and organize the Kurdish people and other ethnic groups living in northern Syria. They organized very, very uh, well. And for a while, it was a, one of the safe and quietest uh, area of Syria civil war. But unfortunately, after two, uh, 2012 and 2014, Islamic states, they attacked the area, well-known the Kobani, the city of, Kurdish city, which resisted four months and defeated ISIS the first time. The ISIS has been defeated in, the, in that uh, city. And since then, Kurds able to align uh, themselves with uh, other ethnic groups, Arabs, Assyrians, Armenians, Chechens, or even Turkmens living in the area to establish Syrian Democratic Forces. And it, it, Syrian Democratic Forces, as you mentioned earlier, they able to free to Raqqa city, which is very important for uh, not only for Kurds or Arabs, for Wolves uh, as well, because Raqqa city was so-called uh, capital city of uh, Hilafets, uh, called by Islamic uh, State. Uh, they've been uh, defeated there after uh, almost four months heavy fighting, and it is uh, it's big uh, victory uh, for uh, everyone, for people who believe uh, freedom, who believe uh, democracy. Now, of course, as you've um, mentioned in that uh, very succinct history, the Kurdish people in Syria are facing not just the issue of ISIS, but there's a civil war in Syria. And we know that the uh, Turkish government is certainly not a friend of the PYD. Where do you see the situation now developing? Because also in the recent year, the PYD has had a lot of support from uh, US Air Force, but of course, historically speaking, that support from the U.S. government could be withdrawn at any time. Sure, definitely. First, about Turkey. Turkey has the biggest numbers of Kurds uh, living 
in, in Kurdistan area, which we call North Kurdistan, east and southeast of Turkey, populated by Kurds. And Kurds, the native people, they've been living there thousands and thousands of years. Turkey, Turkish states, unfortunately, have a big fear of Kurds, Kurdish phobia. They think if Kurds have any kind of freedom, whether it's Syria or Iraq or Iran, it's going to affect Kurds living in Turkey. They're going to ask more uh, the, their own rights. That therefore, open, even openly, uh, since the establishment of Turkish uh, state, all Turkish presidents or all, all Turkish leaders, they, they always say that they don't want the Kurds have to any right anywhere of the world. Therefore, even PYD party, it's a, it's a democratic party, is able to bring all different ethnicities, different marginalized groups together, established people councils, and there's a mass movement, mass movement of women, and women's freedom is so important in that area. It's a very good example of uh, grassroots democracy in, in Middle East. But Turks scare from this, and they, they list it like a terrorist organization, which is unbelievable. And there is a lot of pressure from Turkish states when it comes to Rojava, and we believe they even support uh, Islamic State that encourage them to attack Kurds. Also, other fundamentalist groups been supported by Turkish. Over the years, Turkey opened their border to them, and they supply uh, these groups with uh, weaponry, with any kind of support. And many local people, they witness this. It, it, many international or local journalists, they, they even uh, report this. Unfortunately, Turkey, one of the obstacles of democracy, democracy for Kurds and for other minority groups in, in Syria and in, in Iraq. And the, the other issue, USA, yes, uh, so far USA have some kind of alignment uh, with uh, PYD. Uh, they cooperate with each, each other. But we know USA uh, not really there for the right of the Kurdish people and other minorities, but they need each other. Syrian Democratic Forces need their air support as well. I mean, there is a, the enemy of humanity is there, uh, Islamic State and other fundamentalist groups, and therefore they're cooperating. But this co- how, how far is cooperation going to go? We don't really know, because what Kurds PYD trying to achieve in Syria, which is grassroots democracy, democratic autonomy, or maybe democratic confederal or democratic con- uh, federal system in Syria, we don't think so. USA really agree in terms of ideology. Militarily, yes, there is a corporation, but probably, as you know, still, when peace talks happen in Geneva, they don't ask Kurdish representation to be there or PYD representation to be, be there. They don't still acknowledge Rojava or Northern Syrian federal uh, system. They don't acknowledge that. There is cooperation in the military level, but in political level, uh, I can't say there is uh, cooperation. And also, we're not sure whether how long this uh, cooperation uh, will uh, continue. Before we get to Iraq, just one last question about the situation in, in Syria. Where do you think the situation will develop next year for the democratic space in northern Syria, for the, for the Kurds? Because as you mentioned, there's Turkey there, the US is not a reliable ally, there's Syria. There are a lot of for- militarized forces there. Do you yes, think... Uh, including Russia... 
and Iran, they have big influence as well in, in that, that's Syria. Co- that's correct. Do you think that some kind of stable peace will be achieved, or do you think the war will just continue in a different way? It's a hard question, hard to answer because of Middle East, because of, unfortunately, Western countries' intention. As I try to answer your earlier question, as I mentioned, if USA or other European countries' real intention to have democratic, secular, plural system in Syria for future Syria, I think they should support what PYD is doing in northern Syria. And as the Kurds, we want to achieve a democratic federal system in Syria. We don't want to Syria be divided between ethnicities or religious groups, but have a democratic federal system where all ethnicities or where religious groups or, or even um, regardless of people's genders, and they can freely exercise themselves, their religions, whatever their pr- preference. And PYD trying to achieve this. They, they, they came a long way. And just, I think, months ago, they had their common election. And after common election, they're going to have their council election. And then after that, they're going to have a federal system election. The people coming from there or news we're getting from there shows in northern Syria, most democratic area in Middle East currently, if you compare with other places. And this should be supported. This system should be supported. If this system is supported and acknowledged by the world community whom believe democracy and human rights, there is a prospect of achieving federal democratic Syria. But unfortunately, there is a lot of other interests, interests of USA, Russia, Iran, and Turkey, especially Turkey, now preparing to attack African country. Afrin is a Kurdish uh, city, big Kurdish city close to Turkish border. They just want to attack there. No reason. They, they're accusing people of Afrin being a terrorist, but from Af- even not one bullet come from uh, that side to uh, Turkey. But they don't want to Kurds to able to establish this system with other ethnic groups, ethnicities, or in uh, Syria. Uh, therefore, tomorrow what's going to happen uh, is very hard to uh, say. Yes, thank you for that. I realise it's a very complicated situation. And of course, if we look next door to Iraq, where for many years the Kurdish um, had their own semi-autonomous state run by the Kurdish regional government, held a very successful independence referendum, which was overwhelmingly supported by the people. But in the last two weeks, they've had an incredible reversal military reversal where they've not only lost Kirkuk but a lot of their oil fields. Can you give us a a bit of insight why such quick defeat happened? A couple of of reasons. As as you said, which we call South Kurdistan is northern Iraq and this Kurdish regional government. They've been there almost over 20 years. And if you compare with other parts of Iraq and Middle East that area also was more stable, and even there is issues still, but we can say more democratic, but I, I can't say it was 100% democratic uh, system there. If I say it wouldn't be true. But still, if you compare with other parts of Iraq and Middle East, it was a, one of the stable area or more secular area. But there is one of the problems there. Uh, Kurdish 
leadership over there, they could do much better. They had this opportunity. I mean, Kurdish leadership, especially KDP, dominant party in in the area, they too close relation with uh, Turkey. Even Turkey doesn't accept right of the Kurds at all. And the other parties, PUK, they work closely with Iran. They could be more independent instead of instead of being so much defend other other countries. But saying this, like any other nations, it's Kurdish people right to uh, have self determination. And they went to referendum. Even timing, we can question timing. We can question the way it's happened. We believe the Kurds. I believe before referendum, they should bring all Kurdish parties together and should have some na- kind of national congress and then th- they should call the referendum. They they didn't do right way. But still, 92% of Kurdish population living there, they said yes to independence. And those countries who believe uh, papal will, they should respect this. But unfortunately, none of the countries including USA, including European country, they didn't accept the papal will. And then Iraqi governments and Turkish governments and Iranian governments, they all come together, they have emergency meetings, and they together they have brought their armies together, they, they have military exercise together, and then Iraqi armies and also the Hashti Shabi militias, they start to attack Kirkuk and they start to attack other disputed areas which uh, may majority population of Kurds, but there are also Arabs and there are also Turkmen live in this area, especially the city of uh, Kirkuk. And uh, unfortunately, we, we, we still can't understand what really happened, but Kurdish Peshmergas, they just withdraw from the area. I think one of the reasons probably they were so much depend of Turkey and Iran policies. And if they would have more independent policies or this uh, dominant party in South Kurdistan, this wouldn't probably... Happen. Just one last um, quick question. I have seen that one of the main opposition parties, the Goran movement, has yes. called for the resignation of the Kurdish regional government. How do you see the situation now developing in South Kurdistan or, or northern Iraq? Look, unfortunately, in South Kurdistan, uh, too much division uh, in politics. Unfortunately, in reality, two years ago, KDP they shut down the parliament, and also two years ago, presence of Mr. Barzani end up. In fact, he is not legally president, but he's still president. And first of November, it should be general election, but now this election is postponed. And the only way these parties can come together and have fair election, and Kurdish people in South Kurdistan they can choose their leadership, they can choose uh, their parliamentarian. Uh, as long as Kurdish parliament in South Korea are not active and not fair election, this division will uh, continue. The on- only way we believe these parties to come together and call general election and prepare for this. And also, Mr. Barzani is uh, legally he's not president, unfortunately, he's, because two years he, he shouldn't run again, and also his term end up. And now KDP the control Hevler and Hevler area and PUK control Sulaimani province. This shouldn't uh, happen. This uh, kind of mental should change. 
Thank you very much um, for that um, very good summation of, of what a very long-standing and complicated uh, situation both in Syria and Iraq. Uh, we'll certainly keep uh, in touch with you and with the events and we wish you all the very best and thank you for the interview. I'll, I'll thank you for this opportunity. Thank you. Hey, this is Nick from Pinar. You're listening to 3CR. Please support community radio and your local music scene. Subscribe now. Give money back to the people that give music to you. And you were just listening to Mahmoud Karaman from the Kurdish Democratic Community Centre of Victoria talking about the latest developments in northern Syria and northern Iraq in relation to the Kurdish um, struggle for autonomy or independence. But we're really out of time here for Asia-Pacific Currents. Just a very quick announcement, just to remind people that the 16th of November is the Global Day of Action Against Trade Union Repression. So stay tuned. That will uh, we'll, uh, start to publicise events and this is uh, an increasing um, uh, popular and marked day around the, the, the world uh, in the calendar for labour activists to uh, come together and actually mark as a class all around the world the fact that uh, unionists um, and, and labour activists are repressed in, in many ways uh, all around the world um, for companies chasing uh, bigger and bigger profits. But um, we'll give you more details um, next week. But that's all I've got, you, uh, I've got for you today. My name is Pierre tomorrow we'll be back next week with another program of asia pacific occurrence but stay tuned to 3cr and to palestine remembered coming up straight after this you've been listening to a 3cr podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3cr in melbourne australia for more information go to all the w's.3cr.org.au